0: Hello and welcome to the She's Busy AF podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Bordelon. I'm a former marketing agency owner turned marketing mentor. I'm a lover of all things tequila, travel, Taylor Swift, plants and helping busy AF entrepreneurs build the living heck out of their businesses. My podcast is filled with marketing and business knowledge to help you truly excel both personally and professionally in your entrepreneurial journey. You'll put down your phone after each episode and be infused with techniques and practices that allow you to work less in your business and more on your business so you can ultimately step back when you want and enjoy the sweet, sweet fruits of your blood, sweat, and tears filled labor. So, with that being said, open up your note app or your favorite notebook and let's jump on into the She's Busy AF podcast. Hello and welcome back to the She's Busy AF podcast. Today's episode is one I've been dying to get off my chest. It's all the things I wish I'd done differently in the beginning of my service-based business. So for those who don't know me or don't know my story, I formerly owned and operated a six-figure boutique digital marketing agency and I sold it last summer, which was July of 2020. And I immediately dove into pursuing my passion of being a marketing mentor to entrepreneurs. I ran that business for five years. So as you can imagine, there was a lot. I learned a lot. So I'm going to roll out those four tips I have, those four things I learned in today's episode. All right. So number one, the first thing I wish I'd done differently is not cater to everyone and their mother. No, but literally I was working with all my friends and all their moms and <laughs> I wish I hadn't done that. <laughs> I was taking clients left and right, no matter who they were, and even if I wasn't confident in how I could help them. So that resulted in me spending a lot of freaking time doing research, specific research I wasn't charging for, to be well-versed on the industry I was now working within for these particular clients. So in the beginning, I think this is okay to some extent, but I let this drag on for well over a year, which resulted in a diverse portfolio. Sounds great, right? But it wasn't a super deep one. So what I mean by this is I only had a handful of clients and experience in many different industries and not much to show for that when going to pitch new clients, right? Like it didn't go too deep. I didn't have too deep of results to show for multiple clients. So a few years in, I realized this, that this was a problem as we were struggling to sign new clients. And this was when I decided to niche down. And focus, focus, focus on health and wellness, boating, and real estate. You might be like, Lauren, those are very different industries. But we had a lot of traction in those specific industries. And so I was like, let's go all in on them. And these were also things I felt like I knew, like the back of my hand. All right. So, number two, I wish I had clearly defined services. This is a fun one. When a client came on, when the client came to me specifically, it was typically because they knew what they needed service wise, or so they thought. So for example, social media management or SEO, they, they thought I need social media management, because that's what everybody else is doing. Or I need SEO because my grandfather's sister, I guess that would be your, I don't know what that would be. But <laughs> they said that you needed it, right? So as a result, I let clients dictate how I work with them. Fun. <laughs> this resulted in many things. The big one here was scope creep because the client knew what we were capable of as a business and knew what services we offered. They constantly asked me for like more of that or let's do this over here or less of this or let's try that. And ultimately, this was ignoring the end goal. And what I have to say about this is when you are going to work with a client, it's really important that you drill down and figure out what is their end goal here. Are they looking to bring on more employees? Are they looking to franchise as a business? The more you can get them to share with you about what their end goal is, the more you can cater your services to them. So instead of throwing everything you can at the client, right? everything you can do, it's best to package your services in a way that speaks to their end results. So if they wanna launch a totally new service in their business and, it's, and your job is to market that through social media, the goals and expectations that you set around that are gonna be very important to kind of establish what's gonna get done. And I think the best way to do this is through packages. So in through packages, you can control what isn't isn't done. And this sets expectations early on. So you can avoid that scope creep. All right. So number three. Number three, lesson I learned, thing I wish I'd done differently. I wish I had taken advantage of a project management system. Early on, I did not see the need of investing in software. Like It costs money, right? Why do I want to spend money when I'm not making that much money? Like that seems silly to me. Clearly I was (laughs) short-sighted and I was a young and growing business. But here's the thing, time is money, all right? So I like to put it this way. I hire a person to come to my house every two to three weeks and clean my house because otherwise it takes me a full day and I don't think I'll do as good of a job with this, right? And thinking of it that way, if it takes me a full day, that's a full day of work I could have done to push my business forward or to work with my clients. So it's the same thing in your business. You're If you're tracking your time or if you know you're spending a lot of time doing invoices and contracts and brochures and managing projects, there is software out there to automate that. And so it's the same idea the project management software I used. I've been using for forever, even in my previous business. And it can save you, like I'm saying, so much time in automating the processes that you have to take time out of your day to complete, right? Silly. So towards the end of operating my previous business, I used monday.com for project management and HoneyBook for client management. I definitely think you need both to some extent. monday.com for project management is amazing if you have a team and you want to collaborate. Otherwise, I think something like Trello, Asana, ClickUp, those also function very highly as well. HoneyBook. And the reason I love it is because it's an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, bookings, contracts, invoices, everything. And I love that it integrates perfectly with QuickBooks and Google Suite, Excel, MailChimp. And so essentially it consolidates everything you need into one place. And the really cool thing about that is like I talked about before, automation here is king, right? So you can set up workflows and automations with email templates, proposal templates, brochures, invoices. So all you have to do is literally click a button and like the rest is history. Shameless plug here because I love HoneyBook. I have a referral link. I'm gonna put it in the show notes, but I can get you 50% off for your first year if you use that link, if you're not on HoneyBook already. They do have a, I believe a free trial if you wanna check it out. There's no commitment right up front, but I definitely recommend it, love it, utilize all their tools. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and go into our last point here. Saving the best for last. I wish I had hired a mentor. Okay, very important here. And this is kind of a funny one. I remember Clear's day stalking LinkedIn for a mentor. I typed in marketing mentor, business mentor, like everything you could think of around a mentor. And the reason I typed in mentor instead of coach is because a mentor I knew was someone who had walked the walk. They've been in my shoes. They've gotten the result I'm looking for. So that's what I was looking for, a mentor. And I scoured the internet for someone who could help me. Came up pretty dry. But yeah, I really just wanted someone who had the service-based business before like I had, who I can ask questions. Like I'm in this process and the internet's not doing me a service. Like I need to talk to a real human, someone who can like truly validate the path I was on. Obviously came up dry on that one. And instead, uh, there was an opportunity that came in my path to work with a business coach. And I started working with this business coach, but the reality was this person hadn't been in my shoes, nor did they have the life I wanted. And as a result, it became a struggle for me to get ahead. And I went back to really figuring things out on my own. And I, I did. But here's the thing. It took me five years to get my business to the place where I could walk away from it, right? Like I ultimately ended up selling my business, which is not, you know, everyone's end result. But I, I, did. I sold my business. I was acquired by another company who, you know, saw what I had built and wanted to take that on with, with theirs. And I was able to, to move on, and that was so cool. And open my mentorship business, which is, you know, something I've been wanting to do for a long time. I, <laughs> I'm here to fill the gap that, uh, fill the void of what I didn't have. Five years, in my opinion, is a really long time, and I felt really alone. And that's a long time to feel alone in running your own business. So today in the online space we run in and there are so many marketing mentors and business mentors for what seems like every niche, which really makes me happy. But my advice in picking a mentor would be this be, before I dive into that. There are a lot of mentors and people in the online space calling themselves mentors, but maybe necessarily haven't walked the walk so they can talk the talk. It's very important that you are careful in selecting a mentor. So here are my tips for that. Number one. Pick someone who's walked the walk. I've already said this, right? It's really important. Not just woke up one day and decided to be a mentor. Number two, you want to pick someone who has the life you want. If that person has flexibility in their life and they're traveling and living it up and and that's that's ultimately what you want for yourself, you want freedom and flexibility to be with your family or to take the day off if you want, that person you end up working with should embody the life that you want. Pick someone who has a positive, uplifting attitude and gives you the attention you deserve. Positivity and the uplifting is huge. You don't just want to be looked at as a dollar sign too, which can feel that way sometimes when you're looking for a mentor, right? The sales conversations come on hard. Step back, do your research, follow some different people online in the online space and get to know them genuinely as if, you know, almost as if like they're going to hire you too, right? Like. It is a two-way street. You're going to be working with this person. They're going to be working with you. You want to have a good relationship, which leads me into my next point. You want to pick someone you actually like. This person's going to become very close to your business as a mentor. Like, they should know everything. They should, and maybe ultimately one day that looks like they know your finances, they know your goals in life. Like, it's very important they understand where you're at in your business so they can help you get to where you want to be. And so, this is why it's really important to like the person and have similar viewpoints and ways that you can relate to each other. All right. So, those were the four big, 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 things I wish I had done differently. And I sincerely hope this resonates with you in some way and that you can learn from this. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the She's Busy AF podcast. If you loved it, please rate, review, share it to your IG story, you can tag me at Brand Good Time. I love, love seeing and connecting to my listeners. Also, if you have any questions about what anything I talked about today, you can hit me up, same Instagram, Brand Good Time. In the DMs, I am so happy to have these conversations at length with people. So don't be afraid to hit me up there and I will see you on the next episode. Make it a good one.